1: Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program and we're studying Chapter 2 of the book, Developing a Life Practice, The Path That Leads to Enlightenment. This is Volume 1 of our book series, which is titled, The Words of the Buddha, The Path to Enlightenment, Revealing the Hidden. In this chapter, you understand why, from my perspective, it would be wise to study the teachings of Gautama Buddha. In our classes, I will typically share with you the various teachings of all the individual chapters. I will share teachings, I will open up to questions at different times and help you learn what's actually in the book related to each individual chapter. Today's class I do a bit different than normal. What I do is I lead a discussion where you guys can discuss why it is that you've chosen to study Gautama Buddha's teachings. Because if you've read the book, then you understand my perspective. But instead, what would be interesting is for all of you guys, now that we've been in the group learning program for six weeks, having restarted it six weeks ago, to get a chance to talk and conversate and discuss why is it that you've chosen to study the teachings of the Buddha? Because I feel like if I would teach why study Gautama Buddha's teachings, it would almost be like me trying to convince students to actually study the teachings of the Buddha. But that's not what I'm interested in. That's not what I do. I don't attempt to try to convince people to study the teachings of the Buddha, but instead those who have decided that they're interested in studying the teachings of the Buddha and have that sincere interest to study his teachings, I'm here to guide you, support you, and encourage you on the path to enlightenment. So I'd like to welcome all of you to today's class and invite you to participate in our discussion, whether you're in Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, you can be participating in today's class. If you're in Zoom, you can electronically raise your hand and contribute any thoughts or ideas you have to why you've chosen to study the teachings of the Buddha, and it's going to be unique to you. Each individual person might have unique individual reasons. If you're in Facebook or YouTube, you can put those into the comment section, and from there I'll see it and I'll be able to read it during the class. But I'd also like to invite those of you guys that are in Facebook and YouTube, if you'd like to come into Zoom and see what it's like, there's a description underneath of the video that you're watching where you can see the login information for zoom and you're welcome to come into zoom if you like and then you can participate in our discussion live where we can see each other through our cameras if you choose to turn on your camera you can unmute yourself and you'll be able to then participate in this group discussion so again i'd like to welcome all of you and just turn it over to anybody who would like to talk and have a discussion where you can share Why have you chosen to study the teachings of the Buddha? If you're in Zoom, you can electronically raise your hand. Or if you're in Facebook or YouTube, you can put it into the comment section. Okay, it looks like Max has his hand up. If you'd like to go ahead and and share, Max, feel free to unmute yourself.
2: Good morning, everyone. Uh, The reasons why I've uh, been following these teachings is because I've found that it has helped me in my personal relationships. Um, It's helped me uh, maintain calmness and focus. Um, It's helped me with my work and uh, getting along with people. Um, I used to uh, be a, you know, fairly angry person and, um, you know, had very little patience And these teachings have helped me quite a bit to, um, basically calm down and, um, be more peaceful with myself and with others. So thank you, teacher David, for your teachings.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Is there anything in terms of what you've learned in the teachings of the Buddha that you feel have really helped you and propelled you in experiencing those benefits?
2: Uh, probably the loving kindness meditation has helped me realize uh, maybe like a grudge that I have would maybe hold against someone uh, like my, maybe my ex-wife or ex, you know, ex-wife's family or um, maybe a coworker that's treated me that I felt has treated me poorly or, uh, you know, so the loving kindness has helped kind of heal those wounds internally. Um, and yeah, that, that's probably what I've found to be quite a bit helpful.
1: What are some of the things that you did to get started, Max?
2: Started how?
1: Like started on the path to enlightenment. What were some of the first initial steps that you uh, took?
2: Uh, I mean, for me, finding the right teacher has been uh, probably the what I've found has been uh kind of accelerated my progress um you know you've been a great help and um the just the teaching you, the way you teach is uh, easy for me to understand and having all the different resources has been helpful to you know if i'm confused on a subject i can go on youtube or whatever and look up a video and you know learn from something that i'm maybe questioning
1: Mm-hmm. are there any certain struggles that you've encountered and you've been overcome those with certain aspects of the path
2: um having a you know busy you know the just everything is very busy life is very busy with kids and family and work and house chores and everything so staying focused has been uh, a problem and you know, that's just the impermanence of my um, path, uh, Buddhist path or whatnot. Um, So just staying focused and dedicated and, you know, making the time to meditate and everything uh, can be a struggle sometimes, but, you know, getting, you know, Sorry, um, I guess if I slip or whatnot, and I you know don't meditate for you know a couple of days or a week or something like that, I, I can feel you know I can feel that slipping and like negative emotions coming back, and so you know I, I I see that and I'll you know pick back up on my practice, and that has you know uh brings back more of a um positive outlook on life i guess
1: okay well good well thanks for sharing it's wonderful to have you in class and i appreciate your support throughout the years as you've provided support in moderating and doing various things so thank you for that
2: thank you teacher david
1: you're welcome Are there other students who would like to share why they've chosen to study the teachings of the Buddha? You can either share, like Max just did, by opening up your mic, raising your hand, and then opening up your mic, or you're welcome to share through the comments section of Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom. It looks like Bruce has something that he's sharing here in Zoom. He's saying, one of the things from the teachings that have really helped me in my practice is realizing that others do not cause my discontentedness. Blaming others for the cause of my discontentedness for all of these years, and to see that in fact the discontentedness is within my own mind, has really changed my outlook in many ways as I progress on the path. Yeah, that's a big one, Bruce. That's great. It sounds like you've had the real breakthrough that the Buddha talks about, which is being able to see very clearly that it's one's own mind that is causing these discontent feelings. And this is where you can really have a true breakthrough because. Once you know what the true problem is, then you can actually implement the solutions and fix it. But as long as we go around unwise and lacking the wisdom of what the true problem is, we'll never be able to fix it. And this is why we tend to push people out of our life. We become bitter, harsh and hostile and aggressive towards people. We put our expectations on people in the unenlightened state and our relationships are never quite fulfilling and never quite satisfying because the mind always thinks there's something outside of us that we need to do in order to fix what's going on in the world but when we start looking inward and we start seeing through the four noble truths that our mind is causing its own discontentedness then once we understand what the real challenge is we can actually solve it so that's a enormous step forward to be able to establish right view and then maintain that and being able to identify your cravings desires attachments that are causing those discontent feelings. So, all right, excellent. Pleased to hear that, Bruce. Is there anyone else who would like to share? Okay, Bruce has a question. Sure, you can ask your question, Bruce, and then it looks like Amber uh, would like to share after that. Go ahead, Bruce. If you'd like to open up your mic, if you have a mic today, feel free to do that. Sorry, it
2: wasn't letting me unmute there for a second. I apologize. Um, No worries. The question I have, Teacher David, is how do I go about fixing the relationships, uh, based on my previous comment, um, from pushing people away, right, and cutting them off and things like that? Uh, Now that I'm seeing that, again, that this uh, contentedness is in my own mind, other people didn't cause it. Since then, there's been like a rift with, uh, with relationships and whatnot, uh, co-workers, what have you, you know? Mm-hmm. What is your guidance to try and now, um, now that my outlook is, is changing uh, based on uh, practicing uh, the teachings, how do I go about trying to mend those fences, you know?
1: Are these relationships that you're still in? Yes. Okay. in their professional or personal and professional?
2: Um. Professional. Okay. More, more co-workers than anything else at this point.
1: Okay. So if I was you, from this point forward, I would just always maintain the right view that anytime your mind's discontent, your mind is causing that itself. And if these are situations that are like in the recent past, maybe in the last three to six months where maybe you've been bitter and harsh or hostile towards anyone, you could always apologize if you haven't already. And then from this point forward just always maintain right view and ensure that you're not being bitter and harsh and hostile to people there's nothing that you need to go and specifically do other than just start really practicing the teachings where you maintain right view and right intention and speech and action and all those other teachings that by you just practicing the teachings, being more loving and kind and compassionate and warm and taking responsibility for the things that you have going on in your own mind. Now, over the next one year, two years, three years, more and more people will see you in this way because they probably don't understand that their mind is also causing their discontentedness as well. So even if you went to them and tried to explain yourself to them, they wouldn't really quite understand it. So one of the best things to do is just from this point forward, if you need to apologize, do that. But then just continually practice the teachings more and more and more and more and more. And going forward, these relationships will clean themselves up as you start interacting through the Eightfold Path.
2: Thank you, Teacher David. I appreciate
1: it. Yes, you're welcome. All right, it looks like, Amber, you have your hand up. If you'd like to go ahead and unmute yourself, feel free.
3: Sure. Good morning to... You can hear me?
1: Yes, we sure can. Good morning.
3: Great. Good morning to everybody that's in the state. Um, so I sort of started down this path with Alcoholics Anonymous 15 years ago. And they teach that We can only control our own feelings. That's the only thing in the world that we can control is ourselves. And nobody makes us feel anything. Um, They also advocate meditation at least twice a day. And so I got started down the path, but it it wasn't quite enough. And I kept happening across different Buddhist teachings. And I was like, well, gee, that really kind of fits in with what I'm learning. And you know, the more I looked, the more I saw. And finally I decided, okay, well, I'm gonna take a leap and, and really look into this Buddhist stuff. It was a little different than I thought it would be, but what I get from Buddhism that I didn't get or don't get from AA is a complete picture. I get all of the pieces and all of them fit together. And I feel like I'm moving to the next step with Buddhism.
1: That's great. What are some of the things that you've learned so far, Amber, that are helping you?
3: Uh, Well, and I knew this before the loving, kindness and compassion for all living beings, but to read a little bit more and see how I could practice that is helpful. Um, learning specifics about how to meditate, make it a little more productive, has been very helpful. But it's also the most challenging piece. We're really working Mm -hmm. that in.
1: Where are you at with your meditation practice right now?
3: Well, I'm really trying for three times a day, but I don't make it all that often.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
3: can usually do two.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Two is like the middle way, right? Like if you can get three, okay, great. But if not, two is is just fine. You'll notice a lot of progress there. Uh, what length of time have you built up to so far?
3: It's only about 10 or 15 minutes.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fine. But
3: I actually, I know you don't advocate timing them, but the last couple of weeks I have been in order to kind of get over the hump and force myself to go a little bit longer, and it's it actually has freed my mind up instead of staying there the whole time worrying about did I meditate long enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that... Okay, you know what, we're going to do 15 or 20 minutes and that, that way my mind won't sit there the whole time cold we do it long enough.
1: Yeah, well, that's great. You know, that's where everybody's on their own independent journey and a teacher sharing guidance, but then each individual student's making decisions in their own practice. So you do what feels right for you. And if right now timing your meditations is what's helping you to expand them, wonderful. You know, go for it. What I usually teach is to look at the time before and after meditation. But I can see where, you know, setting an alarm, if you have a specific goal of 15 minutes or 20 minutes, I could see where that could be encouraging to help you get to that point and then know that you've gotten to that point.
3: Right. And I don't plan on making it a permanent thing, but I think it's going to help me get past this hump.
1: Surely it's not permanent, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been wonderful having you in class, too, Amber. And, you know, I see you regularly attending and asking questions in and, and, and the Facebook group and stuff like that. So are you noticing any benefits yet in terms of practicing the teachings?
3: Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This has helped me be a much, now I won't say I don't lose my temper because I do, but I think it's less than it was before and I apologize faster.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, seeing where you've maybe made missteps. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, it's, it's really empowering to take responsibility for yourself.
1: Indeed, I agree. Okay, well thank you for sharing. Is there anyone else in Zoom or anywhere else in our social media platforms that would like to share? Looks like uh Meiulai is sharing something here on Facebook. After studying Gautama Buddha's teachings, I'm able to see life more clearly. I feel myself more content and calm in situations where in the past I would reacted differently. Before discovering the word of Buddha. I was searching for my purpose in life now I understand what my purpose is in the hole that I had in the past is now filled wonderful what's your purpose may you lie maybe you can follow up with that and I'll share it I would like to know what it, what have you found as your purpose in life all right it looks like Francis is in zoom and would like to share go ahead Francis
4: uh, good evening, everybody um actually i started this path on studying buddhism about two years ago um, i was given a little booklet about be good do good um, it's a summarized little booklet about uh, buddhism and that got me interested because i was looking at how can i get more peace and calmness in my life i've gone through a lot of uh, up and down in the past uh, many years of my life so I was searching inside for myself to have this peaceful and calmness. So I thought Buddhism is somewhere, something I can do. Yeah? I read the book and it with me. So I started to read deeper and deeper and all that. I went to a few retreats and uh, follow a few uh, dharma teachers on YouTube. Um, it kind of gave me a broader um, understanding, but I have a lot of bottlenecks. I have questions, but should sure. I, I, who should I go to to ask this question um, I just realized that you know I something is not working for me you know I don't have that big truth in terms of my peacefulness. Uh, I get agitated very easily I um, beg my mom to get on my back all the time she's 90 years old and she's sometimes a bit more uh, cranky and uh, so then I I don't know no, I just radiate to myself I wish I could find a teacher. Uh, it was this constant radiating uh, that out of, out of nowhere, uh, I thought I got to know you. I don't know how it happened that I got to know you. It just came to me uh, in a uh, one of the YouTube search. And I, then when I read more and more about uh, the things that you have uh, uh, published, you know, and I think, okay, this is it, you know, this is it. So I followed you a couple of times and asked some questions. And um, I got a lot of big truth in the last two, three months uh, after following your uh, discussions and the things that you posted and I read. Um, I have actually a lot more at peace with myself, at at ease with myself right now. And uh, I don't get any more angry or agitated. And I, been able to learn how to let go of things. In the past, I was holding on to so many things and that's where the roadblocks was, you know, that I couldn't let go. Uh, with past things, I worry a lot and all that. So your teachings and your guidance, to has helped me so much. Um, I didn't, uh, even when I went for some uh, fam- uh, friends that I haven't seen for a long time, did they said, Francis, there's something different about you. I said, what's too different? i'm still the same old me no you your your face and posture and personality is is so at peace what did you do i said, i i don't i didn't want to say a lot of things you know that yeah but i think to myself yeah I'm, I'm more at peace with myself right now and um i think the big two came and uh, your teachings and guidance helped me so much uh i'm very really thankful so much for your. Uh, time that you're posting in all this the, the thing that you did the platform that you created is just simply amazing and inspiring thank you so much to you david
1: yes you're welcome pleased to help you yeah you know the buddha's teachings they're very potent they're very effective when you study the original words of the buddha you'll be able to find the truth and you'll be able to practice that truth and see it as the condition of the mind in your life is improving and then As you shared, Francis, other people can see the peacefulness, too, because an individual who's at peace, their face looks very different. Their mannerisms are very different. The way they speak and the way they interact is very different compared to someone who's on edge or has a lot of craving or a lot of anger or hostility in the mind. The facial appearance looks different. The mannerisms are different. The words and word choices and tone and tempo of the way one talks is very different. So that's great if you've been making transformation over the last few months and your friends are seeing it. That's the real potency of the words of the Buddha. You know, I've had students that showed up to study with me at the temple before who have said that they've been studying Buddhist teachings for 30 years. And they might even, this one person said that he was a monk for 15 years. He was ordained in Japan, I think it was. Usually when I'm talking to a new student like that, I usually am asking them some questions to get to know their background and what they understand so that I can then help them. Because if someone's been studying for 30 years and they haven't yet gotten to enlightenment, then there's something that they're not understanding. And I need to help them to figure that out so that then they can continue forward on their journey. So this individual who considered themselves Buddhist and was ordained for 15 years, the first question I asked them was, what causes anger? And he didn't know. He didn't understand. He didn't know the reply to that question, which is a very first fundamental question that you learn as part of the Four Noble Truths. So I know, Francis, you were learning Buddhist teachings before. You studied with me, but now you're getting the original words of the Buddha, which are so much more potent and more effective for you to be able to see with clarity what did he actually teach and what he didn't teach. And that's where you see the real results in your life and in your practice
4: yeah it's kind of correct because i had a lot of wrong views i thought mm-hmm. i knew but again uh it's knowing the wrong things mm-hmm. yeah, not knowing is one thing but i know the wrong things mm-hmm. so i was looking for original teaching so many so many platforms and uh, angles i just couldn't find it I, the more i did the more confused i became so you, know, you gave me a lot of clarity. Uh, that's why I'm, I, I'm more clear of myself now. My path is very clear. And just focus on the path, you know, focus on the path. And while reading the book, The Life Practice on the Noble Eightfold Path, uh, that also has sort of uh, given me some direction in terms of focus on the Noble Eightfold Path and a few more other teachings that you've written in the book and uh, yeah just focus on the journey not so much on the outcome and all that you have a goal and interest but focus on the journey
1: yeah thank you yeah you're welcome and that's wonderful that you've been able to realize the areas where you were not understanding because one of the biggest challenges i see for people who have feel like that they have learned buddhist teachings in the past particularly like this individual that have been feeling like they've been studying Buddhism for 30 years, it's very challenging for an individual to realize that they don't know what they don't know. Someone who studied for 30 years, his mind was holding on to so many things and he wasn't able to let go and realize that what he had studied in the past wasn't the teachings of the Buddha. An individual oftentimes coming from other traditions or other areas of buddhism or if they've been meditating before or in other things oftentimes when they're coming to learn with me they really struggle to be able to have an open mind and be able to understand what it is that the buddha taught and let go of what they have been learning in the past so it sounds like you've been able to do that to a certain extent and that's going to only be to your benefit to be able to let go of the false truths and things that you were exposed to that weren't actually the teachings of the buddha yes
4: thank you so much again yes. all my sharing thank you so much
1: yeah you're welcome francis thanks for sharing is there anyone else in zoom or anywhere else on our platforms that would like to share okay it looks like we're getting more from Mayulai here let's see i'm not sure the comments are in order or not here we go maybe it's this way my goal in life is to attain enlightenment arahant if i fall short of attaining arahant i would hope to continue next lifetime excellent very good that's that's outstanding that's a wonderful goal to have all right well i'm not seeing any where else that anybody is choosing to share so what i'll do is just encourage you guys to read this chapter if you haven't already chapter two in volume one because there you'll see what i share about why I study Gautama Buddhist teachings and I even talk about how to learn because one of the things that I noticed when I was teaching students is moving into Buddhist teachings, students coming from different traditions, they didn't understand that they needed to approach this as an independent journey in that it's their journey to enlightenment and a teacher is here to guide them. So one of the sections of chapter two that I share is how to learn the teachings of the Buddha. Because what I was noticing early on is people were kind of coming and expecting to just hear a bunch of things to believe. And they didn't realize way back when, when I first started teaching, that they needed to actually be active and they needed to take an active role in their learning through reading books, through asking questions, through participating in classes, through meditating, that there's actually real work involved in learning the teachings of the Buddha, that it's not just somebody feeding you a bunch of beliefs and asking you to believe these things. Instead, it's you being in the driver's seat and choosing not to follow, that a person who gets to enlightenment, they're not a follower, right? They're somebody who's actively on the path in an own independent journey, reaching out to a teacher for guidance to be able to see the truth for themselves. So I encourage students not to be a follower, but in order to accomplish that, oftentimes students need to learn how to learn. So I included that in this particular chapter. In my opinion, there's only one reason to study Gautama Buddha's teachings, which is to eliminate discontentedness, to get to enlightenment, to get to that peaceful, calm, serene, and mind with joy, That's the whole reason to study Gautama Buddha's teachings and as a result of that, an individual is going to improve their relationships both personally and professionally, they're going to improve their concentration, their focus, their clarity of mind, they're going to have deep memory, they're going to be able to be polite, kind, friendly and respectful in all situations, being loving and kind and compassionate, they're going to be able to get to a point where their mind isn't even in a bad mood anymore and this is going to produce significant benefits. Benefits in your life as you embark in various personal pursuits or professional pursuits, as you learn the natural law of gamma of cause and effect in situations where you really struggled in the past and not knowing how to necessarily function or how to move forward, with the wisdom of the natural law of gamma, you'll be able to now make decisions and move forward in your life in ways that you weren't able to before. So in my opinion, there's only one reason to learn the teachings of the Buddha or study his teachings, which is to get to enlightenment. Nowadays, people will sometimes ordain here in Thailand for various reasons. Maybe they're in a village that lacks resources, and by ordaining, they get free place to live, a free clothes, free education, free food, and sometimes people are looking to escape poverty. Uh, sometimes people are becoming ordained in order to get rid of some kind of drugs or alcohol. Uh, sometimes people have been through a divorce in their midlife and things didn't go really well for them and they ordain in order to move away from that. Some people later in life, if they had a certain partner and their partner has died and they're kind of all alone, sometimes people choose to ordain in order to kind of get away from that. But in any of those things, what I would encourage people to do, either ordaining or having a household life where they're choosing to study the teachings of the Buddha, always maintain the focus of the goal is to get to enlightenment. And that means that an individual would need to learn the teachings, reflect on them to independently verify them, and then practice them. And more and more, as you see the truth, you can see the mind gradually awakens. And keeping in mind that a meditation practice is a very important part of developing your practice and studying, that We need to be able to practice the teachings. Just learning in class is wonderful, but doing that inner reflection and that practice of meditation, practicing all those steps of the full path to include right speech, right action, right livelihood is so important because as you choose to practice the teachings, that's where you'll see the real transformation of the mind. And where the pollution is lifting out of the mind, you'll see this significant improvement to the condition of your mind and in your life. So, going forward, we have another you know five and a half months of learning because next week I'm going to be in chapter three, which is titled Enlightenment. What is Enlightenment? I'm going to be going into detail about Enlightenment, because at the beginning of the group learning program, I just kind of introduced what Enlightenment is, and I've kind of referenced it a few times here and there, like I just did here. But now we're going to go into it in detail, talking about what Enlightenment is in detail. And then we're going to be moving into chapter four, which is The Four Noble Truths, Establishing Right View. Then the week after that, we're gonna be going to chapter five, which is the Eightfold Path, the path for all humans to enlightenment. Then we're gonna be going into chapter six and seven and eight, we're really gonna be getting into the heart of the book from chapter 3, you know, all the way through to about chapter 11, 12, 13. And there's plenty of things to learn there as we go forward. But you've got some time here that I've introduced you to a bunch of teachings at the beginning, got you started with meditation, and you've got some time here to start putting some of these things together and developing your practice of meditation, but also your practice around moral conduct and your practice of generosity, too. So you'll see when we get to chapter 10, I'll be talking about something called the way of practice. And the Buddha encouraged people to practice generosity, moral conduct, and meditation. These are the three things that you're doing on a day-by-day basis. Is looking for ways to practice your generosity of giving and sharing, where you're practicing moral conduct, which is right speech, right action, right livelihood, and you're practicing meditation. This is what's going to help you on a day-by-day basis among all the other teachings. So as you go forward and you need help, remember you can ask questions in classes like this. You can post questions into the Facebook group, you can send me private messages, and you can even schedule personal guidance, reaching out where we can meet in Zoom 101, and I'll be able to talk about any challenges that you're having. I'll be able to listen to those, and you can talk about them with me, and then I will help you with any challenges that you're facing. Because these classes I teach to a certain level of detail, and then as you guys ask questions, we go deeper in the class. But then you're going to potentially have situations where it's like, okay, that's great, where the Buddha is teaching the five factors of well-spoken speech, but how do I apply it to this specific situation with my wife or husband or kids or life partner or boss or employees or neighbors? You might have certain challenges that you're encountering and you need to get some guidance on how to overcome those. So feel free to reach out any of those ways by posting in the Facebook group, asking questions in classes sending personal messages or scheduling personal discussions through our website you can schedule those and then we'll meet in zoom and i'll be able to help you so thank you all for joining today and we'll see you guys in one of these future classes either next week on sunday with the chapter three or perhaps on wednesday with the third part of the four-part series on loving kindness. And then you can remember that as you miss classes for any reason, they're recorded, and you can watch those on Facebook, YouTube, or using the podcast. We'll see you guys in a future class. Have a very lovely and wonderful
0: rest of your day. Sawadee Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support buddha.